0: Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland Podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I'm chatting with director Ross Killeen about his fabulous Damien Dempsey documentary, Love Yourself Today. So thank you so much for chatting with us.
1: Thanks Gemma, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, First, get into the documentary. It's um, it's a really kind of poignant piece celebrating live music and um, healing and positivity and positive thought. Probably at a time when we have no music, no one knows. Like it's just coming back, really. And, you know, we all need positive thoughts. So it was a lovely time for it to come out, given, given everything. Mm. Um, but, but first, I'll just go into the subject matter of like what drew you to this? Are you a, a, a Damien fan yourself?
1: Uh, no, it's kind of funny, um, but I, I was never a huge fan of Damien, you know, uh, I was aware of his music, you know, growing up, um, early noughties, kind of mid noughties, and even late noughties, I would have been aware of demo. but um, and I liked some of the songs for sure, you know, but I'd never really, you know, gone to any of the shows, I was kind of militantly into dance music at the time, you know. <laughs> and not Probably
0: really the exact opposite energy <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> not
1: really uh kind of listening to lyrics <laughs> like you know um so yeah I wasn't really I guess when I kind of looked, looked back kind of wasn't really ready for it I suppose you know or whatever I went off traveling then and kind of got a few mini discs of uh, various artists and mini discs at the time and kind of opened myself up to new genres and things like that but then yeah it wasn't really until kind of you know about five years ago I was kind of going through a tough time and someone said oh you know what you should you should go and see uh Damien Dempsey gig you know and uh, it'll be good for you it'll, you'll feel better from it you know so so I decided to go along and I went with my wife and um, she was pregnant and uh, we basically uh, sat in Vicar Street you know so normally we'd be Top right at the gigs, uh, getting stuck in. But um, I love
0: can't. I love the Irish suggestion of um, not go see a medical health yeah. professional. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there
0: is truth in arts and that yeah. that healing power. But I was like, yeah. that's the first port call. <laughs> there is the truth in that. Definitely. Yeah, no, and it's um. Because people will do that, but they won't <laughs> be too quick to go, oh, no, I don't really well, feel that. You know, and it did,
1: it did help, you know, so um, I, I went along and uh, we sat there and the gig started and um, I was just like watching the crowd and kind of going, there's a lot of different types of people here, you know, uh, from all generations, I suppose, young and old and male, female. And and then I was like, God, oh, get everyone singing every word back to him. And then he's like really passionately kind of feeling feeding off that energy you know and then suddenly everyone's crying and then suddenly I'm crying and then you know um everyone's singing love yourself today at the end in unison and, and then long after he left the stage everyone's still singing in the in the gig and it was amazing I was just like wow this is like this is something special I, I get it now you know this is like important what's going on in here and I can see why people are so devoted followers of demo you know and, and i get them i got them there instantly you know and that i've been to every gig since you know what i mean so um so something happened to me that night you know and i kind of left something behind you know i needed to get all that out uh all that kind of grief i was feeling or whatever you know and needed to kind of let that out and uh it was good for me you know and uh, i walked out of there feeling great and uh and I met a friend of mine, um, Ross McDonnell, an old friend, Ross, and uh, we met for a pint a few days later. And Ross, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm sure you're aware, is like a really talented director and photographer. And uh, um, we got chatting, and he basically said, You know, what about a duck? Uh, I, sorry, I told him, Yeah, I've been at the gig. And then he was like, Yeah, no, I went, he had been last year. And um, he was like, Well, what about a duck, uh, like with Demo and, and his fans, you know? And I immediately just was like, yes, yes, that like I could immediately kind of see what it would be, how it would be done. Um, this kind of half concert, film, half documentary following the fans. So immediately I was like, yeah, I want in. Let's do it, you know. And I thought he would direct it, and that I'd produce it. I had a production company, um, and I thought I'd kind of produce it with the production company. I'd never done a feature doc before, you know, so. I'd done a couple of shorts, but uh, hadn't done a feature. So it was kind of, uh, I don't know, daunting for me, you know, the idea of doing something like that. So uh, I I assumed he'd be directing and I'd be producing. So for about a year, we were back and forth. He was based in New York and I was based in Dublin. And it was like, come on, let's get it together. Let's do it. Let's get something down on paper. Let's bring it to demo. And uh, for whatever reason, kind of never really materialized. And then eventually Ross was like, look, why don't you direct it? You know? And I was like, yeah, okay, (laughs) let's do it. So I basically, at that point, I wrote down kind of a treatment of what it would be.
0: Just out of curiosity, actually, I'll I'll just get into the the logistics of this. So a treatment like that would be maybe a one, two page document that maybe you'd submit to Screen Ireland for development funding or?
1: Well, this was kind of more something to bring to demo. Um, So this was kind of, it was actually a longer doc. It was about 10 pages. And I kind of looked back on it the other day and it's actually very close to what we made, you know, in the end, which is great. So, uh, it was about 10 pages, a few pictures, you know, kind of a breakdown of the kind of cast we were looking for the songs we'd use a couple of references for, you know, the kind of aesthetic and the kind of uh, vibe we're going for, you know? So, um, like the, 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 the idea was to kind of a capture what goes on in the room authentically to really document that to, uh, put that on a screen, you know, um, and, and try and yeah, for the viewer, for them to really experience what a Damien Dempsey gig is like, you know, um, and then B was to, uh, go deep with the cast, you know, to, to, cause I spent the whole gig looking at the crowd going, what's their story? You know, what happened to her? You know, why, why is he crying? You know, why are those three guys arm in arm, you know, what, what, what happened, you know? So, that was kind of the idea was to try and delve deep with some of the fans to understand why the music uh, resonates so deeply with people, you know? So I brought this to Damo and kind of talked him through and uh, through a mutual friend, managed to get it to Damo himself and, uh, managed to arrange a meeting, uh, in a cafe in Rahini. And the two of us met there and that was a big guy, you know, and kind of, hulking over me you know as i'm reading through the the treatment and uh you know he didn't say a whole lot you know and kind of talked through the whole thing and i was like you're just trying to read him wondering did he like it at all or did he you know think who's this Egypt, you know um but then at the end he kind of looked up and basically said this is brilliant i, I love it you know and he basically said at that point you, we shouldn't try and make a film that film try and make a film that helps people." You know, and that was kind of the third golden rule, I suppose, um, was could this be a film that might help people uh, with whatever it is they're going through, you know, in the same way that going to his gig kind of helped me, you know, and helps other people. So could the film do something similar, you know? So that was the genesis of it. And at that point, kind of got the green light to go ahead and do it. and, And it was all guns blazing from there, you know?
0: Yeah, because it's it's wonderful and I mean, do you think you'll definitely get some converts and there is an almost religious uh, yeah. experience to it as well yeah. i think there's that kind of that group processing pain euphoria mm-hmm. then in those moments and you can you really capture that beautifully um in in the, the visuals of of the the gigs themselves like there's a lovely energy to it and again like it's it's very powerful and kind of sad to watch now because it was filmed in 2019 christmas wasn't yep. it
1: It was filmed in December 2019, so the original name for the film was Church of Damo, you know, (laughs) Uh, and uh, that's what the fans call uh, the gigs, like, are we going to the Church of Demo this year, you know, and it is a spiritual thing, and it's all shot in December, and it's a kind of a time traditionally where we're, you know reflecting on the the year that's gone and we're looking forward to the the year coming and we're, we're with family and friends and all that kind of stuff
0: for so people so. dealing with loss or issues um, yeah or like that it's exactly. so heightened around that it's time it's very
1: heightened and you're remembering people who aren't there and you know it's uh yeah so it, it it's all those things um but actually removing the word church from it was quite kind of liberating in a way because like a lot of films deal with uh, the church side of things, I suppose, Um, and we wanted to make something that kind of was more about modern spirituality, I suppose, you know, the nature, the the music and uh, gratitude uh, element of it and the sense of community uh, by people coming together to sing together and um, to support each other was, uh, you know, kind of what a church should be, I suppose. But uh, yeah, we didn't want to kind of I know spelled out for people but uh yeah it's the film is very much about modern spirituality yeah. and um hopefully that comes through when you see it you know
0: and it's it's beautiful as well you pick three very very kind of contrasting very lovely and um, fans through which you know like you like it's it's sort of we're, we're looking at their at a little snapshot of their of their personal arcs their struggles and <laughs> You know like and their healing process as well how did you find these um these are like a lovely eclectic mix of yeah
1: thanks well um yeah it's like uh in my treatment to mo it was like i didn't want everyone having the kind of same story you know so it was i wanted somebody who was um if you think about it like in a past present and future so somebody who's kind of been through it and is looking back uh, with words of wisdom I suppose um, and that was Jonathan uh, and then somebody who's maybe looking forward into their future and it's kind of uncertain you know uh, and then somebody who's very much in the present tense where we're filming them as they're kind of dealing with it uh, as, as we're filming if you know what I mean so Jonathan, Nadia and Packy were the three characters and uh, of course you know I'm looking for fans of Damien who knows them better than anyone but Damo himself so I asked Damo look do you know any fans off top of your head who might kind of fit the bill here you know and he said he immediately said Jonathan and Packy and put me in touch with them uh, and Jonathan was just an unbelievable character
0: um, he's, he's a character definitely is the right word yeah, but
1: he's just such a like the three guys are just real, really the heroes of the film I think and you know I'm so um, grateful to them for trusting me to kind of you know, put their story out there and uh, and to do it in a very raw, honest way. You know, uh, the film, Damien is all about, there's a rawness to Demo, which I think is what makes him so popular. You know, uh, he's authentic, he's honest, and, and there's a rawness to him that people like, you know, and um, the film had to be made in his image, you know, it had to represent him and couldn't be yeah, it had to had to be all those things, basically, you know. So, when I met Jonathan, when I met Paki, when I met Nadia... Well, I'll tell you about how we met Nadia in a, in a bit, but when I met the three guys, um, you know, it was very important that I spelled it out to them that, you know, this is what we were looking to do. We were looking to go very deep with people. Um, we were looking for them to be really brave and, and honest and not to hold back on, on what they were putting out there. But all of their motivations were to come back to what Ima said originally to help people, you know, like if Jonathan, by putting his story out there, if that could help someone, uh, likewise, Packy and Nadia, you know, they, they're, they're all their motivations for getting involved. Were, were coming from a good place, you know, and, uh, and it was great I, when I finally did finish the film and I invited them all in to watch it, you know, um, it was just such a, amazing a very emotional viewing you know um Nadia and her partner came in Jonathan and his wife came in all separate Damien came in obviously and Packy, you know and everyone watched it. and you know you're always worried someone's gonna be like take that bit out I don't want to say that or but like no one had any um changes you know um so it was lovely you know and um yeah they've all kind of we had a screening and Tuesday night there in the lighthouse and all the cast were there and their families and stuff. And it's just been a lovely process, like the whole process of making the film and meeting these people and meeting Damien and just going on that journey has just been, yeah, very healing for everyone involved, you know? So, um,
0: yeah. So you actually shot it in 2019. So it's been sort of a long time. Cooking mm. For a sense, but when did when, how long was it kind of in the, the works mentally before that? So, really,
1: well, the meeting I had with Damien was probably like February 2019, and uh, when he kind of gave it the green light, we uh decided we'd shoot. Uh, he does kind of a gig every summer in Ivy Gardens, so uh, myself and and the DOP, and Louise, the producer, and uh. Um at that point, we had Jonathan and Packy on board and uh, we would another character um, and we kind of filmed with the three of them just a day with the three of them. And then we went to Ivy Gardens and, and shot uh, around the gig, a bit of backstage and a bit of the song. Now, small camera team, you know, but cut together a, a kind of a promo out of that roughly around 12 to 15 minutes long, you know, which we then brought to Screen Ireland and, and showed them and said, look, this is the kind of film we want to make. Um, and uh, yeah, thankfully they got behind us, which was brilliant. And um, gave us the kind of green light to go and shoot it uh, for real in December, you know, and at that point, then we, um, we uh, met Nadia, you know, so uh, I got in touch with uh, a rehabilitation centre called Ashley House and uh, met the people who run that and uh, it's a rehabilitation center for women with addiction issues, and um, met them, and they loved the idea, and uh, they were big fans of demo, funnily enough, and uh, they put me in touch with Nadia, and when I met Nadia and explained what we were looking to do, you know, she was straight away really interested in getting involved, she, her whole life has, everything's been brushed under the carpet, and no one's ever listened to her story, I suppose, and She really wanted to, uh, change people's perceptions of, of, uh, addicts, I suppose, you know, because everyone's very quick to judge and no one really stops to think about how someone becomes addicted, you know, uh, people don't just wake up and decide I'm going to be addicted to drugs today. You know, um, there's things that happen that in their lives that, uh, bring them to this place, you know, and, uh. I think her story is incredible and like, she to me is like the real, yeah. She's the one I'm I'm rooting for all the way. Well, I'm rooting for everyone, but like, you know, Nadia in particular is, uh, I think the just amazing, uh, story and just a, such a brave woman. And I'm I'm so happy that she uh, went through with it, you know?
0: Yeah. And she's so, um, like, like that as well. Like she's, she's fabulous to watch because she is Mm -hmm. very, very inspiring and, and honest. Yeah, and I, like i think it isn't easy because it is a real like you are really judged so much for for dealing with things but i think that's the nice tone of this piece is it's it is about the positivity and healing aspect of it. it's mm-hmm. you know which is is nice like it does it does talk about the pain everyone has gone through but it doesn't sort of live there it's more about the process of getting better which is um, which is kind of, it's nice to watch, but it certainly makes it an easy watch. Like, even though it does tackle these very heavy themes, mm. you're, you know, you're, you're kind of like most of the film is, is kind of joy, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, I hope so. You know, I feel it's a very positive film, you know, it like this is the other thing about the film, like the narrative arc of the film. I wanted it to be very much like the gig. So when you go to the gig, you come in and you know, you, you sing along to a few songs and you, you you go up, but then you go down uh in the middle of the gig, you know, he plays this song, Chris and Stevie and in the middle of the gig and everyone's bawling, you know, and uh and then he comes back up at the end with Apple in my eye and then the crescendo, of love yourself today. And like the film, I wanted it to kind of follow that kind of path in a way. Uh and I've been really heartened. Actually, we've been, we screened it in the Barbican last night in London, which was incredible. Um, And we've been screening it around Ireland all the week just gone. And I'm going to Nottingham tonight. Oh, lovely. And then another five cities after that around the UK. So um, I'm in the UK for a week, uh, screening it every night. So I'm really interested to see what Non demo fans and non Irish people uh, make of it, you know. Um, but so far, I've been really encouraged. I know loads of people who weren't fans of demo have come to see it and they're really, you know, they get it. Uh, that was my fear. I was like, is this film just going to be, you know, something that the fans are going to love and everyone else is going to hate, you know? Um, but thankfully, it doesn't seem to be the case. People who you know never listened to demo before quite, um. Happy to sit there and, and enjoy the film and appreciate the film and uh, are, are trying to get tickets for his gig after watching it, you know. So,
0: because <laughs> so I was going to say, it is a nice, it is a nice kind of like you, you'd have almost have a convert in me where he wouldn't be my style of tunes. And I always yeah. wondered why these group of lads always went every Christmas and they got yeah. really excited coming up to it. Mm. But it makes, it makes a lot more sense well, now. Yeah,
1: uh, absolutely. You know, it's, um, it is really special. You know, um, I can't. It's hard to explain and you kind of have to go. And I suppose that's kind of, what I hope the film is the equivalent of, of going to the gig. You get that same feeling, you know, and uh, hopefully you, you get what it's all about.
0: Yeah, and it's stunning. But to go back into the actual process of, of shooting it, mm. um, so you kind of got the go ahead after the Ivy Gardens gig. And yes. then did you film all the nights? Did you film sections from all the nights? we
1: so basically the whole month of december we were shooting so we shot all the character uh pieces in the month of december so nadia um packy jonathan and then the gigs were like i can't remember the exact dates it was something like the 20th 21st and 22nd of december so there were three nights and we shot all three nights yeah so uh there's some clever editing in there but um you know we we shot all three nights and we uh just made sure we covered um ourselves and basically one of the nights Packy was there another night jonathan was there and another night nadia was there you know so just making sure we got the 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 shots of our our main characters but also kind of captured how everyone else was feeling in the uh, over the course of the the gigs as well and that we we covered the songs i kind of knew which songs we were gonna focus on um damien's music is like the lyrics like there was one stage where I was like, could we make the film without interviewing Damo at all? You know, could his music say everything he needs to say, you know? But kind of felt, no, we we better, uh, you know, um obviously it was kind of made sense to bring him in as as a character as well. And actually we, we kind of treat Damo as as just another character in the film, you know, um and that's kind of how it feels sometimes at the gig, like. He's just another person in the room. Yes, he's on stage and he's the one singing all the songs, but he's not this, you know, exalted kind of rock star, you know, that's above everybody, you know, he's kind of part of it uh, as much as everyone else is, you know. So it made sense to kind of uh, treat demo in the same way, if you know what I mean. And you'll see when you watch it, um, you know, he opens up about kind of what happened to him in his life and, and how music helped him and, you know, yeah it's um yeah it's all about the healing process i suppose and there's a few subtle things in there um just in terms of like elements you know like paki is kind of fire jonathan is water nadia is the earth and demos the air and kind of when all of those things kind of combine it's it's a kind of this great human spirit and they their little you know just all the small things that were on that piece of paper in the beginning you know when i wrote, wrote it all out uh it's all elemental it's like um yeah it's it's a, it's a spiritual film but a modern spiritual film
0: like actually it's amazing to think you got that much in a month as well because it's it's again it's very complete hmm. piece in it in itself um but the edit process then so that would have been 2019 two months later very yeah. lucky timing wise because two months well, it later was a, it really was good. an
1: intense month you know and it's is a thing it's like we're not following people over a long period of time you know we're just yeah. dipping into their lives um getting a little snapshot but going very deep with them you know uh in that snapshot um so it was an intense month of like uh you know filming every day for the month and um, but like we had a small crew um Narian. DOP was amazing. Uh, I've worked at Marion Loads, and like we really worked on the visual side of it and how we shoot it, and letting the shots breathe. You know, just being in the room with people and not cutting away from them uh, as they're.
0: It is lovely actually to yeah. get to experience their day to day lives. Like we're there with Nadia, and she's cleaning. We're there, mm-hmm. you know, with Jonathan as he's as he's spending time with his family and. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is it does feel very comfortable but how do you build a rapport like given that it's such a short time and you have to get people to be really honest like have you yeah. kind of had many chats with them coming up to it
1: oh yeah like with Jonathan and Packy like I met the two of them in kind of probably March 2019 you know so from March to December I, I was meeting them loads and having coffees with Jonathan going swimming with Jonathan I was out in Packy's Something it, <laughs> it
0: looks freezing yeah yeah well
1: Jonathan got me into the I was inspired to do the cold water swimming I was always a sea swimmer kind of May to September but uh never went beyond September really um but yeah I was inspired by Jonathan to to keep going uh last year and it was great you know so so yeah and no, I see Jonathan for a swim a lot and Nadia is actually borrowing my camper van now next weekend to go <laughs> on a to go on a holiday so um yeah, so look, it's very important for me, you know. Like I said, that that those relationships were uh, were strong and that they trusted me because, you know, someone just coming in and going, "I want to make a film," and you know, I want you to tell me all this. You know, you it's, it was a big ask, you know, and uh, it's something I took very seriously, you know, for the responsibility, and and even after the film, I you know, I want to keep hanging out and you know, checking in. I suppose, you know. Um, but uh but yeah, no, the relationships were really important. But so that was yeah, that was the six months up to December. And then obviously when we went to shoot, we kind of everyone was well aware of what we were doing. We'd really kind of we'd we'd shot the promo in the summer, so I think that they'd all seen that. So everyone was aware of the kind of film this was and and what the point of it was, you know. So uh when we went to shoot in December, it was really I don't know. I just felt we were using the time really well, you know. Hmm.
0: And then since then, has been, is releasing it now that you're like, you know, it was something that you wanted to be in the cinemas or was this just when it was finished? What was,
1: well, I you know, always wanted it to be in the cinemas for sure. You know, like the everyone who makes a film imagines visualizes that packed cinema or the the film on the side of the bus or whatever you know which i'm happy to say i've experienced both (laughs) it has been brilliant you know um so but it was a long road to get there obviously there was a, a small thing um happened in march 2020 uh when we were editing and uh you know i was really worried that the film was you know never gonna make it you know that uh you know, I was kind of looking at the footage, just going, oh my God, this footage is completely irrelevant now. You know, people in a gig, arm in arm, you know, sweating all over each other. (laughs) It was like, it was like watching footage from the 1920s or something, you know, it was like, uh, it it had become so dated so quickly, you know.
0: I would actually think the opposite, maybe not at the very beginning, because like everyone everyone was hyped up with anxiety, but I would think now, you know, like that thing where people are longing for live performance and, and people are stressed, kind of like long-term stress. And that inequity has been really highlighted through it. And I do think that's definitely like, I mean, it deals so much with social issues that, I don't know, I kind of I kind of thought now is more relevant than it would oh. have been back then.
1: Gemma, completely, like, um, it's kind of come full circle now because like in March, like I said, when it first happened, I was quite worried about the film. And then there was this whole debate as to, should we keep filming through COVID? Should we catch up with our cast and find out how they're doing? And I was just like, oh, it's hard to do that because it just, no, I was just like, really didn't want to do it, you know? And we didn't, thankfully. Um, and now that the film's finished and everything that everyone's been through and the country, you know, is opening up, um, hopefully it will continue to open up um it feels more relevant than ever now and thing with covid was no matter how well your life was going in march 2020 you know uh, everyone's had to uh stop and reflect and everyone's kind of been through the ringer a little bit you know no matter how perfect you had it um you had to face some kind of hardship i suppose so yeah, i feel like the themes in the film are really relevant to people and especially during COVID people got back to nature, people kind of, you know, probably appreciate music and what it does for them more than ever. And, and gratitude, you know, I think a lot of people were kind of just grateful for what they had, you know, as opposed to uh, having that FOMO that, you know, I wish I had that or I wish I had this, you know, it was more just uh, focusing on the small things, you know, uh, during COVID. And so the themes in the film, I think, are really relevant for, for the world we live in now. And, and, and I'm hopeful, yeah, that it uh, translates into loads of bums on seats, I suppose. <laughs> loads of people going to the cinema and enjoying it. Uh, the film's coming out now on the 5th of November.
0: In this legendary room full of soul and sweet
1: empathy, welcome to the sing-song of the century. I always wanted to make people high without drinking drugs, you know? Make people forget whatever's going on their lives. Greetings, my friend. How are you? Believe me, I've been at a place in my life where I never thought it was possible to even have a date clean. All the mayhem, the ducking, the diving. I've lost so many friends. I've been in so many close altercations for things. And I think, how am I still here, you know? <laughs> There's so much trauma out there, you know? Music can help and heal this
0: trauma.
1: I worked with Mick Matten on the edit, who was uh, amazing. You know, Um, I'd never done a feature doc before, as as I said, um, but I am an editor. My background is editing. That's kind of how I started out. Um, So I completely understand the editing process and, and I'm well capable of editing together a scene or something like that or a live performance, that kind of thing. But when it came to kind of structuring a feature doc, Mick was incredible, you know, like just to, we worked together a lot on that and it was like, you know, we let's put that scene there. Let's put that scene there. Let's let Damo say that towards the end and not at the start. And, you know, just little things like that made such a huge difference. So I wanted to work with someone who'd been through that feature doc um road before because I hadn't been down that road. So got in touch with Mick and um, you know, told him about the idea to see if he was into it. And Mick's a huge music fan. Similar to me, you know, was aware of demo but hadn't really bought into it fully, you know so um so he was intrigued by the project and uh, and got on board but uh obviously through covid again we were working remotely you know and uh for me editing is all about the director and the editor getting in the room and you know just having that quick fire shorthand ability to make decisions on the fly and uh you know working remotely was was challenging you know um so it was uh, it was tricky enough, but then Mick came up to Dublin and we did get to spend some time in a room together at certain points along the journey, you know, I think during the summer of 2019 when it opened up a bit more, sorry 2020. And then I think just around Christmas time, 2020 as well, we kind of got to picture lock then. And then 2021 was all about grading sound, um, doing the soundtrack.
0: And it's those spaces, actually, because you know it's not yeah. going to happen immediately. So then you do get those fresh eyes.
1: Yeah, it was a lovely process. It's relatively long, you know. Um, but like mix was saying, he's he's done other docs and has way more time to edit, you know. Like, we had sp- chunks of time that we, we did. Well, like, we only really spent 16 weeks editing it, which is not a huge amount for a feature doc. But yeah, great experience with Vic. And then I did the sound um, design with Jim Latimer which was brilliant and then john reynolds who's damien's producer and he also plays the drums in the band um he did the soundtrack and the brief to john was like can we do all the sound all the so- the, the composition is is damien's music but it's kind of versions of his songs so it's like just teasing his music throughout um but that was really nice when that kind of came together and
0: and
1: why black and white black and white was uh always the intention from the start um just felt it was right for the film like the film is um another word that keeps coming up is meditative you know um like the the gig is meditative when everyone's singing together it's like a meditation and so the film kind of wanted that to be something similar and uh you know those long shots where you're looking at somebody and I didn't want you to be distracted by, Oh, look at the color of the curtains or, you know, what color shirt are they wearing? You know, cause when it's in black and white, you're not distracted. You know, you're kind of listening to their story a lot more, I think. And, uh, it just really, I felt really suited the, uh, the overall, um, oh. It's not a great word, but vibe of the film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) just the the overall thing we were trying to achieve with it, it made sense to put it in black and white. And myself and Mick, when we were in the edit, we were like, oh, that scene looks really nice in colour. And, you know, it kind of was like, oh, should we put it in colour? Because they say when you put it in black and white, you lose 10% of the audience straight away. Wow. Apparently,
0: yeah. I don't know if that's true or how they calculate that, but... But I don't, I don't think, I think people go and see a documentary are in, you know, I think people are in to see a documentary. Yeah. It's, not, it's not, say, the same crew that would be automatically going to to um, see like Dune or something.
1: Some people just won't go and see a black and white film. They'll immediately be like, oh, it's a black and white. No, no, I'm not going to see that, you know, or the subtitles. Oh, I won't go see that. So then I think you have to be brave and trust your um yeah trust your your original kind of uh idea you know so so that was it kind of stuck with the stuck to the guns and, and kept it the black and white and i'm um, glad we did to be honest.
0: Great. Well it looks fabulous. And yeah hopefully that you'll get nice bums and seats now. I think it's it's definitely the right time for it. So it will be hitting cinemas just before Christmas to get everyone excited for the 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 concerts i'd say their ticket sales people are loving
1: yeah well the, the gigs sold out in like <laughs> minutes currently and normally they sell out every year and normally it takes uh weeks but it, it took minutes this year so uh so obviously people are 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 looking forward to us getting in that room and uh and having a good cry and then feeling good after it you know
0: <laughs> so i think everyone needs it after the last year yeah. and a half yeah but, uh, but that's brilliant. Like, look, thank you so much. Hopefully you'll get plenty of bums in the seats. I'm sure you definitely will, um, a, a beautiful documentary.
1: I really appreciate you having me on. And it's great to chat to you.
0: Thanks so much, that's great. That's